0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dr. Duke Show. I am Dr. Duke, and I am joined today by Alex Newman. Alex, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you so much, Duke. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, one idiot liberal progressive sending a tweet is perhaps not the end of the world. However, I do think this particular tweet shows why we are in such deep doo-doo in this country, uh, and the future of this country hangs in the balance, because so many people, not just progressive idiots, but our public school kids are being taught this, these very same lies. Take a look at what, what the tweet is. It's from, uh, 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 we'll talk about the individual in a second, but his tweet, before white people came to this land, there were no jails, no homelessness. Self-described writer and reporter declares this. Take a look to the next slide here. This is Simon Moya Smith, with, which God help us, he's a university teacher, college teacher. Here's what he said. Before white people came to this land, there were no jails, no homelessness, no laws against homosexuality, and no, and there was no law against abortion. For thousands of years, indigenous peoples emphasized health, housing, freedom to love who you love, and the fact that we need Mother Earth. Now, shocking that almost none of that is true, but the pomposity, the This is a university teacher who is so completely illiterate when it comes to the history of this country and the history of Native Americans. It's dangerous, Alex.
1: It is, and and I think you're right to highlight this, Duke, because this is not just one loony college professor spouting this. This is actually the worldview. This is a fundamental part of how uh, tens of millions of Americans, especially young people, now see the world. Uh, First of all, I'd like to point out that assigning collective guilt is literally a war crime. Like after World War II, we we literally executed people for uh, collective guilt, right? They were saying, well, all Jews are are this, or all this kind of people are that. Uh, Collective guilt, assigning collective guilt to an entire group or category of people based on some arbitrary characteristic like the the tone of their skin uh, is is not just evil, it's criminal. It's absolutely wicked. Um, And second of all, it completely misses the mark, right? Um, before the spread of Christianity, before the spread of Christian civilization, um, every single part of the world, very much including Europe, was a miserable, horrific place to live. Um, takes, I mean, Scandinavia is the example I go to because I spent a lot of years living in Scandinavia. My wife is from there. Most of my kids were born there. Uh, before the gospel, before Christianity arrived in Scandinavia, These were a bunch of savages running around, killing people, raping people, burning down villages, kidnapping women, sacrificing children to demon gods. Uh, This is not the kind of society you would want to live in. Uh, And that's not to say that every European who ever landed on the American continent brought blessings to the people who lived here. Certainly, we're, we live in a fallen world. Uh, men are sinful. Certainly, many of them came for evil motives. But uh, we have to take a more balanced view here. And and the reality is the arrival of Christianity to every part of the world, out of the Middle East, incidentally, right? There's this hoax idea that Christianity is a white religion. White's a, it's a strange concept anyway. It's not a European religion. It actually came out of the Middle East. Uh, but everywhere that this spread, blessings, peace, prosperity, liberty followed. Everywhere where this did not exist, paganism, cannibalism, human sacrifice, war, genocide uh, existed and uh, was just out of control. So we need a much more balanced view here. But unfortunately, our young people are not going to be getting it from lunatics like this professor.
0: Take a look at that first slide again. Before white people, I want to just take a deeper dive into this. Before white people came to this land, there were no jails, but there were no buildings. All right. There were no buildings. And so justice in most Native American tribes was a chief or a small council executing or torturing people who did things they didn't like, number one. Number two, no homelessness. If you live in a teepee that is picked up and moved every couple of weeks nomadically, you are technically homeless. Furthermore, no laws against homosexuality. Well, first of all, there are no laws, there are no decrees Condoning it, or approving it, or promoting it. In fact, we have evidence that many tribes, for sexual crimes, including uh, sexual what they considered sexual perversions like homosexuality, were punished by death, banishment, or torture. And then this one gets me: there was no abortion in Native American cultures. You know what else is where else there's no abortion, Alex? It's not mentioned in the Bible. The word abortion doesn't appear. Does that mean that the people who wrote the Bible were Native Americans and now we should revere them the way we, uh, we rever- revere Indian culture, really? i go one back moment for, to that again, Mike, one last quick moment. And then you look at this. For thousands of years, the indigenous people emphasized health. No, no, they didn't. They didn't emphasize health any more than any other mother who would try to cool a fever of their child or anything like it. Housing, yeah, we already covered that one, right? freedom to love who you love yeah that's not true either isn't it what the indians did like most primitive cultures and let's be clear indian culture is and remained back then at least a stone age culture this was you may love your friends but you hate and murder your enemies that's what's not listed here and then the fake nonsense, the, again, that the noble, savage, racist construct that Indians were environmentalists, and we, uh, we need to learn to, to look after the world as they did when they deforested, they burned down forests, they drove certain species to the brink of ex- extinction. Yeah, come on, Alex. What is this dangerous Soviet kind of lying?
1: It, it, it really it is a symptom of the repaganization of the Western world. Um, one of the most uh, insightful books that I've read recently, Duke, um, it's absolutely fascinating. It's by a um, it, he calls himself a rabbi, but he's a Christian, a rabbi Jonathan Kahn. It's called The Return of the Gods, and I'll try to summarize the premise very briefly. Um, as the gospel th- spread into Europe, um, the old pagan gods of the people who lived there, the the Greek, the the Greek gods, the Roman gods, the the Germanic and the Nordic gods, right? Odin and Thor and all these guys, uh, were gradually displaced, and uh, the worship of the true god came in. And with that, there was a massive, massive cultural shift, and um, what happened was these old pagan gods that demanded human sacrifice, that, that promoted all sorts of uh, wicked ideas, were displaced. And the true God came in. And with that came the emergence of an incredible culture, an incredible civilization uh, that that literally led the world, that that made life, uh, not just tolerable, but but very enjoyable. That gave us creature comforts. that gave us material well-being that was previously unthinkable. Um, and and now what's happening? Jonathan Cahn argues, I think, very very persuasively, is the old paganism is coming back with a vengeance, along with all the things that we associate with the old pagan cultures, like child sacrifice. Uh, just a couple years ago, there was an actress. I I, I don't watch these things. So I don't remember her name, but she was getting one of these awards. I can't remember if it was a Golden Globe or an Emmy or an Academy, whatever those dumb things are. Uh, And she's up there on stage, she's thanking uh, uh, the abortion for uh, her ability to pursue her career and win this little golden idol, this little golden statue. I mean, the the symbolism there is just so profound. And then I read another book. I'm actually in the process of reading it right now. It was given to me by uh, the Dean of Aletheia Christian College. It's extraordinary. It's written by an Indian who grew up in a Hindu pagan culture. Uh, It's called The Book That Made Your World. It's written by Vishal Mengalwadi, uh, one of the greatest Christian thinkers to come out of India. Um, And he explains how all of these uh, incredibly significant developments that we think of, like the value of human life, right, the value of women, uh, the the uh, use of work and technology to improve mankind rather than destroy mankind. All of this comes out of a biblical worldview, a Christian worldview. And so what we see represented with this Idiot drivel coming out of this professor is a symptom of the broader picture, which is the repaganization, the displacing of the biblical heritage of the Western world with the pagan uh, cultures that, quite thankfully, uh, were displaced as the gospel, as the Bible spread. Uh, and and I think even the people who are promoting this haven't fully thought through the implications, because uh, a lot of the things that they take for granted would not exist without. Western culture, which is ultimately based on the Bible.
0: Well, you've been saying in that last wonderful little commentary, what I've been telling my university kids for five years, this is not—we are not creating under-socialism. We are not creating more atheists, which is what Marx envisioned. We are repaganizing the world, and I think it is absolutely true that uh, what what the progressive left is thinking here—you say they're not thinking it through—I think they're thinking it through to this level— before you can get rid of Christianity, you can't go from directly from Christianity to atheism. There has to be immediate step, right? A, a median step. And that step is paganism. And I think they've leveraged that, right? They're, they're not trying to destroy the idea of God in a world that's believed in God for thousands of years. They're trying to change us back to a brutal, uh, illogical, uh, completely anti-Christian way of seeing the world as a the next step that they think the socialists think they can control everything, uh, that they'll be able to control that down the road. Uh, but we've got more of this in terms of these, 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 uh, these texts. So somebody brought up the point you can sort of see there. Here's one of the responses to Simon Moya Smith from Pan Con Distex, right? And here's what the person said. He said, yeah, sarcastically, he said, yeah, they just scalp people and burn them alive, which is true. His response, our professor, was, so here's the myth R.E. scalping. White men scalped natives after a massacre and took them as trophies back to Europe. White, balding men had little to nothing to scalp, but natives presumed that's how white men celebrated a victory, so natives scalped them back to send a message. So this is a typical get-out-of-moral-jail-free card that the left always plays right that we only did this because you did it or how about the one that we hear all the time from the left well yeah it's true dr pastor that it was the democrats who support were, were kkk members it was the democrats who fought civil rights but the democrats of then are now the republicans today and we see this from simon moya right well yeah they did bad things but somehow now it was white men who taught Native Americans to scalp when that had been an aspect of Native American, certain kinds of Native American tribes for about a thousand years.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I I grew up in Latin America Duke and, You know, in Latin America, you learn a lot about native culture, right? Uh, I, I lived in Mexico City for seven years, which was the, the center of the Aztec Empire before the Spaniards came. And, um, you know, this was common knowledge. We would go out to these pyramids that were, you know, basically just right outside the city. Uh, and the tour guide would very uh, casually explain, oh, yeah, you know, th- at the top of this pyramid, this was the sun pyramid. They would bring up, uh, you know, the-, the prisoners that they captured and they would, uh, you know, chop out their hearts while they were still beating. And then they'd take a bite out of it and then they'd kick the dead body down the pyramid. And you'd have a river of blood going down the pyramid. Uh, in-, in one weekend, I remember them teaching us, that there was something like 80,000 human beings sacrificed on top of this pyramid. This was some rival people group that they had captured uh, and, you know, even on, and I agree with you 100 percent about what you said at the highest levels, the people promoting this absolutely understand full well what they're doing. This is demonic, in my opinion. But the useful idiots, they don't understand this. They're being told in their college classes, they're being told in elementary school that, oh, you know, Christopher Columbus was evil and a genocidal maniac. Uh, and, and before they got here, there were just peace and rainbows and, and unicorns and everything was just wonderful. We worshiped Mother Earth and homosexuals didn't get in trouble. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um. You go down and you look at the Inca Empire, right? Go look at the the uh, the mass grave sites they've excavated that are filled with child victims of human sacrifice. I mean, what person in their right mind would want to go back to that? And and the reality is, the useful idiots don't understand what it is that they're promoting. They they've been given a totally false version of history. A lot of this comes from idiot things like um, uh, the Marxist propaganda put out by Howard Zinn, right? A People's History of the United States, which is just blatant fraud. I mean, you go talk to uh, Dr. Mary Graver, she wrote a whole book about how this is lit i mean it's it's not like a, a different interpretation of the facts. it's just blatant lies it's just blatant falsehoods presented as history uh, and and uh, what all of this represents is much bigger than just this tweet it's much bigger than this college professor it's a cultural shift of incalculable significance that is quite literally going to decimate the civilization that has made our lives not just possible but enjoyable Uh, And we have got to stop the we've got to stop this trend. We've got to turn the tide no matter how hard it is, uh, because the alternative is too monstrous to even think about.
0: Yeah, I want to go back to the we have some more video for uh, some of these texts. Go back, Mike, please. And so here's another one. All right. You get a responder to the scalping BS says they did scalp their invade. They did scalp their invaders and weren't unashamed about it. There is historical evidence and abundant sociological literature about it. You are making natives as people with no warfare culture or ancient practices for fighting. What a shame. So you have somebody, and you can tell by the name there, that this is somebody who has native blood in them. And what they're basically saying, yeah, they did scalp invaders, and they were proud of it. This is part of their culture. I mean, let's be clear, the one thing we know about, the one thing we definitely know about almost all Native American tribes in the North, North America at least, is they were most proud of their warrior culture. Uh, their chiefs were war were, were war makers. They were generals, so to speak. Uh, the brave, the word brave by definition comes from bravery related to warfare. Go back one more time to that, Mike. And and so this is somebody who obviously has roots in Native American culture saying, yeah, they did this and they weren't ashamed of it. They fought the invaders the way they fought themselves, other tribes. There is plenty of historical evidence and lots of literature about this. And it's a shame she said, this person says, I believe she's a woman. You're, it's a shame that you are stripping uh, uh, Mr. Simon Moyo Smith. You're, you're stripping this Native American uh, wonderful way of life, according to them. And, and the response to this, right, from Simon Moya Smith, quote, This is literally an argument my elders answered in the 70s. Natives fought each other, no argument. But the Lakota did not try to convert the Cherokee to to the Lakota way of seeing things. The Cherokee did not try to monopolize corn. But you are right about one thing. We scalped the white man right back. Again, he insists. We were just doing it because they did it to us. Oh, and yeah, they didn't force the Lakota to become something else. They just destroyed them and murdered their men and enslaved their children. They didn't force, they weren't the least bit interested in making them to understand the mythology of this or particular this or that tribe they just murdered and enslaved you it is you can't get any truth through the thick skulls of these progressives and these are the people who are in charge of our kids understanding of our very own culture
1: You know, what what you're dealing with here, on the one hand, they're they're trying to argue that these European Christians who came uh, didn't view the natives as humans, that they dehumanized them, that they hated them, that they just wanted to exterminate them. On the other hand, they're saying, how dare they try to bring Christianity here? Well, the reason they tried to bring Christianity here is because they viewed these individuals as being made in the image of God. They viewed them as having eternal souls with an eternal uh, destination. And they loved them, they cared enough for them to risk their lives, to risk everything, to sacrifice everything, to go out and try to reach them with the gospel. And so you can think Christianity is ridiculous, right? For, think whatever you want about Christianity. The reality is the people who went out and tried to make converts did so because they cared, they loved, right? And you don't have to be a Christian to recognize that that was the motivation of the people who were going out and trying to preach the gospel to these people. So you can't have it both ways, right? If they were truly being dehumanized and being seen as subhumans, and certainly some uh, Europeans viewed them that way, um, then uh, you know, that's one thing, but then you can't come around and at the same time say, and also they wanted to convert them to Christianity and therefore they're bad. You cannot have both at the same time. Uh, we need to be much more nuanced here. We need to avoid assigning collective guilt, and we need these college professors and these K-12 teachers and textbook publishers to quit indoctrinating our children with this false and very dangerous propaganda, which, as I'll remind people for the fourth time today, assigning collective guilt is a war crime. You cannot say that all white people are bad and uh, all white people did this. That's a very, very wicked way of looking at the world. And by the way, I, I want to say one more thing, too. Um All these PhD college professors, the one thing they never want to talk about is the Christian natives. Why don't we go talk to some Native Americans who have accepted Christ, who believe the Bible, and as for them, their opinion, do they not count? Is their life of no value? Is their opinion of no value? Are their experiences of no value to use the uh, parlance of these leftists? And the reality is they just want to pretend like they don't exist.
0: Yeah, I want to take a quick, quick break. And this is such an important story, even though it seems so small. We're going to come back on the other side and can tarry and carry this forward. Back we are, Alex. And we're talking about this tweet, the original one, Mike will show you real quick, from uh, a professor by the name of Simon Moya Smith, who basically tells horrible lies about the nature of what Native American culture was. You said something really important before the break. You said... Uh, you meant multiple times you said, "We cannot collectively assign guilt Nuremberg right one of the, the outcomes of the Nuremberg trials of the Nazis was to make it illegal, criminalize the idea that you can mass in a mass way uh, attribute evil to a group simply because they 're Jews or they're white people in this case, but that 's what the left is doing. You said something very powerful at the end We do not Assess collective guilt, but that's exactly what the left is doing to Westerners, Europeans, Americans. Further, no one's ever talked about this. I've ever nobody ever heard this. It's not just the collective guilt you're projecting on cisgendered white men; it's the collective innocence that you are projecting. On non-white peoples, uh, I know we have the concept of the uh, noble savage that has been de- be debunked. At, even though people like Moya, who claims to be an elder or has elders in his own tribe, he is engaging in this great lie of the noble savage. Though the Indians didn't have abortion, they loved homosexuality. Uh, there, there, you have a, a, a potentially a Native American college professor who is progressively coding all Indian culture with whatever his progressive wish list is for the future. He's being a clear racist. He's engaging in the noble savage theory. Having said that, uh, we need to take that a little bit further. If we are collectively, stereotypically, generalizationally, projecting evil on cultures because of their skin color, are we not then equally guilty, and is this legal too, to take a, an entire group of people like Native Americans and lie about them to make them more angelic, saintly, to make to, to imply that they're perfect when the rest of us aren't. Isn't that as much the problem?
1: Yeah, it, it's a huge issue, Duke, and it's very dangerous. And I'll remind you, it, it actually goes very much along with Marxist ideas, right? Uh, a lot of Marxists don't recognize that Marx himself uh openly called for genocide of entire people groups and the natives would have certainly been among them right he believed that any society any people that hadn't yet reached the capitalist stage uh was too primitive to to do anything with so the scottish highlanders for example he he just wanted to wipe them out uh the native americans never reached the capitalist stage and so this collective way of thinking of people as just basically the sum of their outer characteristics like how much melanin they have in their skin or whether they're heterosexual things like this um, is very dangerous, but it's very much in line with Marxist thinking. It's also very much in line with National Socialist, with Nazi thinking. Um, And and I think one of the great things about the Christian worldview is that it doesn't fall into that trap. Now, the Bible talks about God separating people into uh, nations, tribes, and tongues. It never mentions anything about race, right? There's there's no white people, black people, red people, yellow people. That's a a human construct. Uh, But this collective way of looking at people, like, oh, these are all good. These are all bad is very, very dangerous thinking. Uh, and frankly, it strikes me as pre-genocidal, right? You identify a people group, you demonize a people group, you paint everybody else as the victims of that people group. It's very similar to what Adolf Hitler did with the Jews.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, we have one more slide that I think would be a great place to end this conversation. Go ahead and put up. Uh, Simon Moya Smith, right? We are a land of immigrants, according to NBC News correspondent. Here's what Moya Smith says wrong. Don't put a period there. The U.S. is a land of immigrants and peoples who were brought here against their will, and the indigenous people indigenous peoples who've been here since time immemorial. No, you haven't, because North American continent was uninhabited until Asiatic peoples crossed the land bridge. Technically, nobody owned this land until it was colonized by the people who would become Indians. And so, again, at, to end this, it is just staggeringly... My final statement to wind this up, Alex, is going to be all this is all this lying is in the service of not about explaining the past, but rewriting the future along Marxist socialist lines. Alex, uh, this was a deep conversation. Uh, We could spend two more hours on it. Thanks for your time here today.